Welcome back to another episode on Found a Way. Today I have a special guest joining us. She is a sports reporter for Ohio State Athletics, the Big Ten Network, and the Columbus Clippers. Hannah, welcome. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. I want to start off this episode by talking about the beginning of your career. What, what influenced you to be in media? At what age did you start to lock in and you know, tell yourself that you wanted to be a sports reporter? Yeah, so when I was about a junior in college, I went to Ohio State. I had an internship with the Columbus crew. I was a communications intern, and that was my first experience in media and sports. And I will honestly say I was so inspired by, there was a female sports reporter for them, Alex Steck, and I was so in awe of her and watching her and inspired that that is really what made me want to pursue that as a career. So I dedicated my entire senior year of college to getting experience, getting repetition. I interned my senior year with the Big Ten Network okay. organization that they have at Ohio State. Yeah. So, um, and they kind of just, they throw you right in. So... I was color commentating a bunch of different sports. I did men's and women's volleyball, men's and women's basketball, baseball, softball. So it was really great experience. I did some sideline work, some um, analyst work during games. Mm -hmm. Once I did that, I just really couldn't see myself doing anything else. I fell in love with it and I was so passionate about it. that. So I'd say junior year, all it really took was just being inspired by that one person and, and I kind of ran with it. Okay, so were you able to like, like get a full-time gig with the reporting stuff like right after your internship or with the crew or like right after you graduated? So I did not okay. work with the crew again. I still love going to games, but I did not. Mm -hmm. um, after I graduated, I was able to stay on, and I still do to this day with the Big Ten Network as a freelance reporter. So um, even upcoming, I'll cover men's soccer for them coming up. So... I still do that, which has been great, but I also made some connections while I was a student. So right when I graduated, I was the in-arena host for Ohio State men's basketball, nice. which was amazing experience. Yeah. Um, I met people there, and that led me to the Columbus Clippers, where I'm right. the on-field MC with them, and I have been for five years now, so five yeah. years, four seasons, because we had the COVID year. So one thing just sort of led to another um for about a year and a half full-time i've been with cbus today which is um, a media organization that covers mm -hmm. all things columbus and for them i go out and get coverage of the buckeyes at football or other sporting events so that's been really great too so one thing sort of led to another for me right. by making connections and really continuing to put myself out there Okay, so you talked about the in arena, uh, uh, in arena sports reporter for basketball, the basketball team. Um, not everybody has the opportunity to get that job, um, so it's hard. I mean, that's a that's a high profile job, like coming right after your, your internship. So, what you think stood out to, what you think st uh, you stood out uh, to them the most? Like, what made you different than other sports reporters? Because I know you're probably not the only one that wanted that job. So, yeah. reached out to everyone you could possibly reach out to when graduation was approaching. Right. And 
I knew the person who had the role before was leaving. She works for the Bengals now. She's the team reporter for the Bengals. Okay. So when I saw that she was leaving, I instantly reached out and said, you know, who can I get in touch with about this role? And, you know, who can I I talk to? So I'd say being eager and not being afraid to reach out to people, not just waiting until you see a job posting, but but not being afraid to go for it. Right. Um, And like I said, led me to where I am now. When I look back at my hosting days with Ohio State basketball, I was so young and I – was so inexperienced, but they still took a chance on me. Right, so right. For that, I'm forever grateful. It gave me some of the most amazing experiences. It, my first game ever hosting, I don't know if you've ever seen this video, but someone hit a half-court shot in a hot dog suit. I was uh, like, what's your name? And he was like, most people call me Robbie, but you can call me anytime. Oh, that was you? That's crazy. I remember, I remember seeing that. That video went viral. That video was on like Sports Center. Still goes viral. So still, like once a month, someone sends it to me. So that was me, and that was young Hannah, my first ever game hosting. So. Oh um, my God. Just to have experiences <laughs> like that. It was on Sports Center. It was on Barstool. Yeah. It was that, was. that was really cool. And wow. So that opened a lot of doors for me. Um, and still today, I do some of the post-game interviews with the players that they play throughout the arena at the games. So that's yeah. really cool, too. Um, but, yeah, just to have experiences like that, and, mm-hmm. you know, you can't you can't make something like that up. So Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I definitely remember that video. That's crazy. But uh, walk, us, walk us through a typical day as a reporter. Are you told what to say during halftime of post-game, or do you write your own notes? If you do write your own notes – do you have to get them approved by someone before it's like actually finalized? Yeah, so it really depends on what type of coverage I'm doing. For anything I do, I'm never told what to say. Okay. Um, it's up to you to really come up with that. Um, so if I'm covering a game for the Big Ten Network, I always have a partner, um, it's usually a man. He does play-by-play, and I'll do color commentary, so I'm just adding in extra information throughout the game. So we will talk with the coaches ahead of the game, get a bunch of notes. I will have a little bio on each player that I can touch on that I'll really prep with. And then a lot of it, um, you talk through the game as it's happening. So you have the live stats pulled up and you're pulling information. So there's no one telling you what to say. Um, You really go off of your own research, your own observations of what you see. Um, When I do the post-game interviews for Ohio State basketball, Yeah. They might tell me who I'm going to interview after the game, mm-hmm. um, but that's about it. Other than that, I'm coming up with all my own questions and, again, watching the game action, seeing what stats are sticking out and right. they're hitting any stones. And so sometimes at Ohio State, they'll say, we're going to give you him after the game, and they might not tell me that until the game's over. Right, so right. Be no matter who they give you because right. um, TV will take – one guy and then mm-hmm. whoever maybe has the second best game or whoever TV doesn't take, they'll give to me. So really being prepared for whoever they give you to, to know what to say. So preparation is always key. Mm-hmm. Um, be prepared, know the team really well, know what you're talking about. And, um, you know, I'm the MC for, for the Clippers. So that's a little different. I'm talking less about the game and more doing games with the fans. Right, but right. Same thing there. Um, 
they usually tell me what my promos are maybe when I get to the game or maybe a couple hours before but because I've done it long enough I know everything I'm doing like the back of my hand so it kind of just flows naturally nice nice so I work at the crew now in the marketing department and like just being able to see all the preparation that it takes for the game to even happen like a lot of like fan like the average fan don't get that we we have a lot of preparation to like to even have the game happen so um how many hours like how much preparation do you actually go through throughout the week is is it like planned or scheduled like if you work in a Ohio State football game tomorrow how much preparation did you do this week to get prepared for the game on Saturday Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. What's the most, what would you say, what's the most challenging part about being a sports reporter? I would say you have to be prepared to for work any... a lot of hours. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it looks like such a fun and glamorous job from the outside, and it is. It yeah. really is so much fun. But um, the hours, it's a lot of weekends. It's a lot of nights. I pretty much work every weekend. Um in some capacity, whether I'm right. at the Clippers doing a baseball game or whether I'm covering something for, you know, the Big Ten Network, whether I'm going to a football game once basketball season starts. So being prepared to, to work long hours and long weeks because there are weeks I work, you know, 40 hours with CBUS today and then I have six Clippers games yeah. and then I might call a women's soccer game for Ohio State. So yeah. it's a lot of hours that you have to put in to get to where you want to be because the more reps and the more experience you get that's the only way to get better so right. I would say just the most challenging part is just putting the time in mm-hmm. and and the amount of hours and the, and the unique hours that you have to work right putting the time in that's key with with anything that you do but you go Hannah you going crazy right now um just just to do the stuff that you're doing at the football games is crazy um I know you got a lot of experience under your belt now but do you do you ever like feel like a sense of nervousness like before you know going into the football stadium because there's like there's like a hundred plus thousand people and you're the only one talking right 
So do you ever, how do you channel or manage your emotions and uh, your anxiety before you actually talk into the mic or the day leading up to that? Because that's a lot of people you're speaking to, you know, it's a lot of people. It is. Um, I would say the best way, so people ask me all the time if I get nervous. Um, yeah. And of course, sometimes I get nervous, but I think that it, like I was saying, the more you do something, the more comfortable you become. So, um, like, if I'm on headset and I'm talking to, you know, covering a game that way. Yeah. It's being, it's being live streamed so people can hear me, but it doesn't feel like I'm talking to an audience. So that feels really comfortable. Whereas, yeah. you know, at the Clippers game, there might be 10,000 fans and you're talking, you know, out to all of them. So to some degree, there's jitters and nerves. But for me, preparation is yeah. the best way to, to overcome that. If you feel good about what you're saying and doing and you really know what you're doing, it helps to not feel nervous. Yeah. Um, I also enjoy the spotlight. So I would say if you don't like being in front of people or having your face on the camera, then this definitely wouldn't be something you would enjoy. But I, I do enjoy that. So right. um, I also, I always give people tips if you're nervous for public speaking or if you're nervous for anything you have to do. Someone taught me this a long time ago, but um, of course, take a deep breath, but then smile right before you start talking because you'll sound the most natural and confident when you have a smile on your face. So that's something I always try to do whenever they say, you know, we're going to toss it down to here's your host, Hannah, or whatever they're going to say. Just always have a smile on your face right before because it just calms you and brings that, right. brings your, your, you know, excitement down so that you can, you can really say what you need to say. Right. Absolutely. And for, for the next question, I want to, I want to get your perspective on this. You've been in the media for a while. Do you think, uh, and th there's a lot of aspects that go into media, right? You talk about journalism, you talk about analysts, you talk about reporting. Um, you've done a lot of, you know, jur journalism and reporting. Um, but do you think the media, like all, every aspect together that goes into the media, do you think the media at times, takes things too personal with players or athletes instead of keeping it about the performance? Definitely, I I can see how that could happen. And I try to keep it positive regardless of what I do. And um, that's one of the best things about CBUS today, who I, who I work for full time. We only cover positive news, so we don't cover... Um, right negative that's happening in the city so that has really been you know almost drilled into my head as a journalist that it's okay to mention if someone's not performing how they usually do or yeah. doing another thing oh for sure but, um, yeah but generally tries to have a positive spin on it and that's something i always try to do and i've learned from my broadcast partners over the years you know not to be too harsh on the players and of course you want to provide insight you know they're not performing how they usually do today however and then try to have a positive spin on it so i would say yeah i do try to keep it to the performance and not take things too personal but also even when you are talking about their performance to to not ever make it so negative you know? right right absolutely thanks for sharing that. i appreciate it um you know you've been in the sports industry for a while what's your thoughts on mental health and have you ever experienced any mental health issues along your throughout your development as a reporter or, you know, along your journey and just in life? Yeah, you know, I think mental health is so important to focus on. I think no matter who you are, everyone has their own struggles that you may never see. And it can look like someone is thriving and living their best life. But, 
you never really know what someone's going through and how, yeah, you know, so of course I've had my own struggles with, you know, being anxious and nervous and things like that over the years. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I have a lot of different ways that I work through that. I have a strong faith and I have a lot of people that I can talk to. And I think that's really important because there can be a stigma around it. And, um, especially if for sometimes it may seem like someone has it all, but even those people you need to check in on because you, you really, like I said, never do know what's going through. So yeah, I think it's, it's a topic that's super important. And I think especially among athletes, they might be in that group where people are like, they have it all, but they're everyone's going through their own internal battles all the time. So I think mental health is really important to some degree, everyone has struggled with it. Yeah, um, for sure. And, yeah. Yeah. So I think finding those tools and, and ways that you can overcome things is really important. Right. Absolutely. Like you said, somebody could be smiling right in your face and they have so much pain under that smile. It's, it's really yeah. crazy because like they say, like mental health comes in all different shapes, forms, and fashion. So thank you for sharing your perspective on that. Last question I get you off on here. What advice do you have for people who want to do what you what you do and to get where, where you're at in life right now? Yeah, so I love this question because I have college students or younger people reach out all the time and, yeah. and ask if I can talk with them or give them advice. And so many people helped me to get to where I am. So I always feel it's my duty to pay it forward and help the next person, even if that's just giving advice or looking over their resume or giving them my connections, because it really does help to have someone lead the way for you. So my advice, um, I have a few things that I'll, I'll say, yeah. uh, if someone tells you, no, you're asking the wrong person. So keep going until you can get that. Yes. Uh-huh. You, you have to be really, you have to really go for it. You cannot take no for an answer. Right. And the amount of times that I've reached out to someone maybe five or six times over the years, like just checking in again, seeing if you need anything. And then something ends up coming for, from it. So don't be afraid to hear the word no. Keep going and keep trying until you can get what you're looking for. Um, also, what I said earlier, you can't be afraid to put the hard work in. Um, right. It's a lot of hours and weekends and nights, and that's what it takes to get to where you want to be in this industry. So don't be afraid to put the hard work in. And then, you know, it's so rewarding. If And this is so cliche. Everyone says it, but... If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Right, so that's, right. Gen- that's genuinely how I feel. I love what I do, and it's all so worth it. So it is really worth it to find something that you're passionate about and go for it wholeheartedly. So don't give up. It can seem like it's an impossible journey sometimes. Right, right, right. And, um, and my other piece of advice, I would say, don't compare your journey to anyone else's. Right. You know, like the comparison is the thief of joy and for a while when I was first starting out I would look up to these other reporters and I would think I would be envious like how can I get to where they are and it's not working for me how it's working for them and sometimes you have to make your own path and then it works for you that way and that's really what I've done I've found a way to kind of pave my own way in this industry and 
and now I look at all these other reporters and I think how amazing it is that we can all do what we love and we can all do it our own way. So don't compare your journey to someone else's. Pave your own way and just know that there's enough room for everyone to succeed in this industry. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Hannah, for getting on. I appreciate it. Thank you for telling us about your journey and, and uh, talking about your perspective on mental health. It's just just for you to just be able to get on. And I know that you're busy and trust my platform and get on and talk about your journey. It means a lot and it's a blessing. So thank you so much for doing this for me. I appreciate it. Yes, I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah. So thank you so much for, for thinking of me.